0: Children's Church, and if you have your Bibles, if you would go to Joshua, chapter number 3. Joshua, chapter number 3. Follow the crowd. There you go. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, good morning. We're in a series from the book of Joshua, and we'll start a two-sermon part of Joshua 3. Joshua 3. And we want to read a little bit, so just settle back and let's get this story in our in our hearts so we can begin to expand. The Bible says, verse 1, early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from Shittim and went to the Jordan River where they camped before crossing over. After three days, the officers went throughout the camp, giving orders to the people, When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the priests who are Levites carrying it, You are to move out from your positions and follow it or go after it, go after it. Then you will know which way to go since you've never been this way before. But keep a distance of about a thousand yards between you and the ark. Don't go near it. And Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves, sanctify yourselves. For tomorrow the Lord will do amazing, wonderful things among you. And Joshua said to the priest, take up the ark of the covenant, pass on ahead of the people. So they took it and went ahead of them. And the Lord said to Joshua, Today I will begin to exalt you in the eyes of all Israel, so they may know that I'm with you, as I was with Moses. Tell the priest who carry the ark, when you reach the edge of the Jordan's waters, go and stand in the river. And Joshua said to the Israelites, Come here and listen to the words of the Lord your God. This is how you will know that the living God is among you, and he will certainly drive out before you all the enemies, all the ites there. Dropping down to verse 11. See the Ark of the Covenant. The Lord your God, the Lord of all the earth, will go into the Jordan ahead of you. Verse 13. And as soon as the priest who carry the Ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, set foot in the Jordan, its waters flowing downstream will be cut off and stand up in a heap. So when the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priest carrying the ark went ahead of them. Now, verse 15. Now the Jordan River is at flood stage all during the harvest. Yet as soon as the priest who carried the ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. We're going to stop there. The rest of the story is people walked across on dry ground, but we'll take a couple of weeks and look at all this i want to use as a title this morning when you've never been this way before when you've never been this way before again we're in this series from the book of joshua and the book of joshua is a picture of the overcoming christian life and it's important for us as we study god's word it's important to remember that these old testament stories have significant lessons for us today They're more than just a story of ancient history and ancient peoples and what God did for them long ago. It's about our lives. It's about the life of the church and what God wants to do in the here and now for those that will trust Him, for those that will walk with Him. And the book of Joshua, it's a book about victory, the victory of faith and the principles thereof and how the glory of God shines through the obedience and the faithfulness of His people. Now, salvation is just the beginning of this walk of faith. It's important to know that salvation... Thank God for salvation. Thank God we're out of Egypt. Thank God we've been born again. We're washed in the blood of the Lamb. But God calls everyone that belongs to Him onward in the faith. Not merely just to have a salvation experience and stop, but to march from faith to faith and glory to glory. He calls you and I to grow... In the grace of God. He calls us to advance. In the good and perfect will of God. He calls us to claim his good promises. To mature in his likeness. And to do his works. While we have the time to do them. Again this third chapter. Will give us lessons. Insights. Encouragements. That will help us achieve the will of God. That will help you and I advance. In all that God has for his people to do. You see, as Christians, we are to be a people of a positive faith, a faith that has an expectation that lets forward to the future, not with a negativity, but seeing something grand. I have a feeling something good is about to happen is the expectation of the child of God. It's like the the story I read of that young college student, and he was um, a typical college student. He was, he was broke, didn't have much money. You remember those days? and riding around that college campus on a second-hand beat-up old bicycle. He had torn shorts and an old wore-out T-shirt. But, but he was a positive young man. He has a young man that had a, a positive attitude in life. And on the back of that T-shirt had a, had a little sign there that said, um, Someday, I'm going to be a doctor. And that little bicycle had one of those little bicycle um, license plates. And it said, Someday, I'm going to be a Mercedes. Amen. And I, <laughs> And I I read that and I said, that's the attitude, son. That's the attitude. Amen. I feel like something good's about to happen. Amen. I might be broke now, but I'm not going to stay broke. Amen. I might be on the bottom, but God's going to lift me to the top. Praise God. And that's what God wants for all of His people. To go forward and enjoy the grace and the overcoming life He desires for us to enjoy and employ. Now, before we go deeper into this third chapter, probably next week, and we dig into it, I want to give you this morning... Three important tools for your arsenal. Three important tools that should help us to ready ourselves. When we're facing a way we've never been before. Three things that should just help us. And if, if you're older in the faith and you've been around, you probably do these automatically. If you're younger, I pray that you write them down you begin to practice them. But three helps that will assist you when you've never been this way before. When you're facing a challenge that's stretching your faith. Or some unforeseen thing is in your way, hindering you from going forward and possessing the land that God has for you. You might be taking on a new challenge. You might be confronted by a new opposition. Verse 4 kind of gives us our, our thought for this morning. When Joshua says, you follow the ark, you follow that ark. Then you'll know which way to go because you've never been this way before since you've never passed this way and it's a new way. But don't go backwards and don't give up. Keep looking to Jesus, marching forward in faith, trusting Him. He'll take you through the rivers. He'll give you strength to climb the mountains. If you fall down, He'll give you the grace to get back up and get back in that race. But today is the day to learn some secrets to the advance. Of faith. Now, if we're honest, and it's good to be honest in church, many of us um, would admit walking into uncharted territory can elevate anxiety. It, it can make us feel uneasy, apprehensive, something that's new, something that was unexpected. For example, new seasons in life, like when, for some people here, you used to have a spouse and a best friend, and now you're alone and you've never walked. This way before. For some that might be younger. You're leaving your family for the first time to, to go to college. Or, or you're joining the military. Maybe maybe you're stepping out and you're taking a job in another state. And, and, and again, you're moving away from your, your support system of your parents and, and of granny and, and, and your church. And what about this? And what if that happens? And you've never been this way before. It could be a new challenge. That is demanding more of your faith than you ever gave out. It could be an opportunity like the Israelites that we read about. God could be calling you to believe Him and trust Him and to step out on His promise to receive a blessing you've not received. Like our story, the stretching was leading to the blessing. You see, sometimes the only way to get to the other side, sometimes the only way to get to the promise of God is through the testing and the trying of our faith. And you've never been that way before, but God says you keep following the ark, you keep looking unto Jesus, and I'll give you the grace you need to walk on through. It might be an opposition that something that came against you, and for instance, the enemy can attack your health your family, your finances. You're maybe forced into a battle you didn't ask for. And now you can't avoid it. But there's no turning back. You have never walked This way before we think of Jehoshaphat and we think of David and Absalom and the many, many stories in the Bible when out of nowhere. The enemy attacked and God's people were caught off guard, but they were able to walk with God and God took what the enemy meant for evil and he turned it for good. But if you would ask them on the day of the attack, they would say we never walked this way before. We didn't know what to do, but to look unto Jesus and trust in the living God and walk faithfully. Faithfully before the one that leads us and guides us in all of our ways. Now, Israel is at such a place. Behind them is the wilderness. Forty years of the wilderness. Before them is the promised land. Before them is the place they were dreaming of. They've been longing for. They've heard it prophesied. They've heard it recited again and again. That land is a good land. It's flowing with milk and honey. It's something God wants to give you. It's better than anything you've ever experienced. But between where they stand and the promised land that is so good, they stood a Jordan River in between them. The Jordan River. And not just the Jordan River. The Jordan River at flood stage. It's about a mile wide. And it's overflowing its banks. Usually this river is quiet. And it's, it's, it's small. And it's gentle. But, but here is harvest time. Where the waters from all the mountains of snow. Melted and everything ran into the river. And now it's humanly speaking. Impassable. Yet God. Brings them to a place that's beyond them. And God asks them to do something they can't do on their own. Often that happens in this walk of faith. Often that happens to us. Listen, if you want something you've never had, you might have to do something you've never done. Hmm. God says, march on. There's the river. It's overflowing the banks. It'll drown you. God says, march through it. God says, walk on. I'll go before you in the ark. I'll go before you. You just walk with me and see what I do for you. When you've never been this way before, three things to help us and to ready our faith for the challenge. Three things that the Israelites had that day that we have today and that we need to rehearse and practice again and again as we walk with the Lord. Three things. Number one, they had the performance of their God in the past. They had the performance of their God in the past. Remember that and, and, and recall that and let that strengthen you as you face the present. But number two, they have the presence of God in the now, in the here and now. Recognize that. Be aware of that. Even if you can't feel Him, He is there. Even if you can't see Him moving, He is there. Number three, they have the promises of God for the future. Believe those promises. Walk in those promises. If he says walk through the river, then get your feet wet and walk through the river. Let God be God and every man a liar. Now, when you're in the place, when your faith is being tested, when you're in a place, it might be a new job. It might be a season of life you didn't see coming in a million years. When you're in a place that you've never been this way before, remember these three things. Number one, like the Israelites, you have the performance of your God in the past. The key word there will be reflect or remember. Let's look at this PowerPoint and then I'll preach it through. Number one, the performance of God in the past. The key word, reflect and remember. We're going to look at a command. We're going to look at an illustration. But child of God, he will do it again. Amen. Now, here we are. The people of Israel are standing on the banks of the Jordan River. It's an impossible place in the natural. It's an impossible command that God gave them in the natural. The timing couldn't be worse. Sometimes it doesn't seem like God's timing doesn't make sense. You should have brought them there a month earlier, a month later. They could have waded through. They could have enjoyed it. But no, no, God says that's not how I work. Oh, no, 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 no. It's a wonderful thing. They're crossing the Jordan. They got no boats. They got no They got no bridges. This is not one of those what, lazy river deals. Amen. There are no 2s They're going to slide down. My wife was ma- making our list for the summer. She found a, an inner two place. Three hours. Three hours. My Lord, after a half an hour, I'm going to say, where's the motor on this thing? Come on now. I mean, you know, they got, they got a river to cross. They, they got no inner tube. They got no pontoon boats. But they had the promises of God and the presence of God and the history of a God that would never fail them. They had the record of God's goodness and His faithfulness on their behalf in the past. We have Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. And because I know, I know, I know what He's done for me yesterday, I have a sincere confidence of what He'll do for me today. This is the key. This is the key. To reflect and to remember some of the last words that Moses ever spoke to the people of Israel before God took them home. And it wasn't very much before this, this scene. He looks at them and he says, Remember or reflect how the Lord your God led you all the way in that desert. He gives him these words he says so you'll be successful And you won't just talk about the promised land. You'll possess that land and you'll enjoy that land. Moses says, let me give you a secret. Because when you're walking with God, things happen that you didn't expect. When you're walking with God, challenges come that you've never faced. But if you can always learn how to reach back into the past and get a hold of some encouragement from the past victories, you can use it in the present to face that ugly giant, to scale that overcoming mountain, and to walk in the victory that god has for your life here we go roman um deuteronomy 8 and verse 2 go ahead and show it up there moses he's looking at israel they're soon to cross this river they want to press into the land he says if you want victory remember how the lord your god how he led you all the way in the desert these 40 years and i'll pause there moses was saying i want you to reflect Upon the ways in which the Lord has led you and cared for you up to this point in your life. Don't let the enemy give you spiritual amnesia. God's been good to us. God's been faithful to us. God has brought us a mighty long way. And I never want to forget the goodness of the Lord in the past. This, it gives me a grace and a strength to deal with my present. So again, um new challenges will arise. But if you remember what he did, you'll believe him in the now. New new, new enemies will try to hinder you. But if you remember how he dealt with the last ones, you'll have faith to stand firm before the present ones and we think about How God provided for 40 years. We think about how He watched over Israel. They had a cloud by day. They had a fire by night. I mean, brother, that that manna fell. And they never missed a meal. Kind of like us. Amen. And, And their clothes, their clothes and their shoes never wore out. Their enemies were defeated. And water came out of a rock. To the outsider, it looked like they were wandering. But really, God was leading them every step of the way caring for them every day of those 40 years in our lives we are a people that have been blessed and we can ready our hearts to face the future by remembering God's faithfulness to us in the past. The, the Lord hasn't changed. He, His compassions, they fail not. And one way I inspire faith in the now uh, to face the present challenge is by rehearsing what the Lord has done for me as I've walked with them all these years. When I think about the prayers that He's answered so marvelously. When I think about the provision He's poured out for me so generously. When I think about the protection, how He's kept me from falling again and again and again, at times I didn't even know I was under attack, but the angel of the Lord was encamping round about them that fear Him. Do you remember when you got saved how glorious it was? Do you remember when God healed you and no one thought He would? Do you remember when you got filled with the Holy Ghost and nothing was the same? since then, filled with power from on high. Do you remember the times He brought you through some mighty, mighty, mighty hard times? Some dangerous times. Many people thought you would never rise up from that trauma and that tragedy. The devil wrote you off. Even some Christians didn't think you would rise again. But you're singing today. You're standing today. You're trusting today. Hallelujah! And that's the God that's with you today. I think back of the past and i'm refreshed and revived in my faith because my god of yesterday is the one that's walking with me today hallelujah aren't you afraid i don't got time to be afraid he's been too good don't you want to give up how can i give up he's carried me 50 plus years doctors shook their head as its baby but oh no jesus He has the last word over my life, and so does He have it over yours. There's been so many victories He's given us. So many divine visitations He's granted us. He's given us favor. It's been an enduring favor. It's been a daily faithfulness. And the faithful say He'll do it again. He'll do it again. I want someone to know this morning God says He'll do it again. Don't you give into that fear. Don't you give into that pressure. The devil is a liar. You know what God did for you yesterday. Well, He's the same God today. His mercies fail not. His faithfulness is great. Somebody, He's going to do it again. Just trust Him and look to Him. Cast thy burden upon the Lord. He will sustain thee. He'll never let the righteous fall. Right now, think back and remember how good God was and let that stir you for the present battle that you might stand and keep on standing, believe and keep on believing because God is going to do it again. Can you say amen? You do it again. I'm telling you, He'll do it again. Faith knows how. Faith knows how. To reach back into the quiver of God's. Mighty acts, past victories, divine visitations, and use those things to address the present problem, to attack the present hindrance. One of the best examples throughout the Word of God. How did we sing it in Sunday school? Just a little boy named David. The giant called Goliath. He had an entire army intimidated frightened and hiding but thank god faith doesn't require an age limit blessed be his name you can believe god if you're five you can believe god if you're 95 there's no age limit in faith you can trust God as a teenager and watch God use you to do mighty things. You can be used of God at 85 and see God take mountains out of your way. There is no age limit to faith. As anyone that will believe this God and trust this God and walk confidently with this God, He'll use them and He'll bless them and they'll become instruments in the hands of the Almighty. But here's David. David. A teenage boy understood this principle that we're teaching this morning. He knew how to reach back into the past in order to arm himself and equip himself with faith to address and deal with the present. You remember the story? They wouldn't even let David in the battle. I mean, these guys, nobody else wanted to fight the giant. The only one that wants to fight them. They say, you're too young. Oh, you're not too young. You can walk with Jesus if you're four. You can touch God if you're eight. There's no age limit to this. Amen. Come on, say amen. You remember the story. They didn't want to let David in the battle. He had to persuade them. But in his persuading of them, he reveals something about the heart of a man of God. He says to King Saul, well, Saul says, you're not able. Oh, my goodness. But David said, listen, King, let me tell you a story. Look at 1 Samuel 17 and 37. It's a beautiful thought. He says, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion. He says, King, I was out there watching my father's sheep, and a lion came and took a sheep. I went after the lion to get it back, and the lion turned on me. You go after the lion, he's going to turn on you. If he turns on you, get ready to put on the armor of God and deal with that old lion. Can you say amen? And David said, the Lord, he delivered me from the paw. The Lord, the Lord, the Lord did this. It wasn't my wits. It wasn't my own abilities. It wasn't my, my self-help book. It, it wasn't and the philosophies of the humanist, but the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle, the true and living God who is with me. He delivered me from the paw of the lion. He delivered me from the claw of the bear. And He will deliver me from this Philistine that confronts me. I'm reaching back into yesterday. And I'm being reminded that the God I serve is awesome and mighty and powerful. And I didn't leave Him back there he's with me today and what he did yesterday he'll do today can you say it, amen he said king saul he'll do it again he'll do it again he'll do it again he hasn't forgotten how to heal he's going to do it again he hasn't forgotten how to provide he'll do it again you're facing a giant of a problem he'll do it again oh my remembering past victories strengthens us steadies us in case you need some teaching i'll give you a little lesson here's a lesson some people, we got to grow up a generation that can handle preaching. But that's another sermon for another day. God help us. No, no, no. Have you ever, ever screwed up? Come on, raise your hand. Because we all have. Come on, a little honesty in God's house. You blew up. You yelled. You got mad. Why? Pressure got to you. Bills were due. A week later, a promotion comes. A week later, the bills disappear, and you feel lousy. If you got any real, you feel lousy if I would have hung on a little longer. If I just would have trusted God. Preacher said, trust God. And I walked out. I said, oh, he knew what I had to go through. Come on. Come on. Talk with me. Come on. Oh, we've all been there. As a young guy, you know, first getting married. I made up my mind. I said, Lord, I blew it last time. I'm not blowing it this time. Devil, you're a liar. No, I blew it. I hit the dashboard. I, Boom, boom, boom. I'm mad. I said, I'm learning from this lesson. Amen. Because God came through and I felt, I, felt, I felt ashamed. So, oh, God, if I just would have trusted you. I said, next time it happens, guess what, devil? I'm going to trust God this time. You can call me a fanatic. I'm going to go in my room and praise him. Bill's due, overdue. Doctor's report was worse than I've ever seen. I'm going to shout and praise God. You're a fanatic. No, I just choose to trust God. You can choose to worry. You can choose to fret. Or you can trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on my own understanding. But in all your ways, acknowledge Him, call on Him, lift up your cry to Him, and He shall. Direct your path and meet your need and fight your battle. So this is one of the ways we learn. Everyone makes mistakes. We make a mistake, we try to learn from it. We say, Lord, I could have done better. I could have done better. I could have done better that time. Next time this trial comes, Lord, remind me so I can do better. And now if you walk with God 20, 30, 40 years like many of us have, at this point in life, we ought to be pretty good at this. Amen? We ought to be very, our brains automatically ought to go boom, first to the Word and then to our experience with God. When a trial comes our way, if you walk with God any amount of time, First thing in your mind, what does the Bible say? What does the Word of God say? Amen? Second thing, what has God done for me in the past? Because then you know what? He gave us a bad report ten years ago. We're still here. That doctor didn't think we'd last this long. Look what God's done. Oh, hallelujah. Remember when we just started now, we didn't know how we were going to eat that next meal. Remember how God, remember how he had them ravens dropping quarter pounders on our lap. My Lord, God was... ah. I'm trying. This is this is teaching. This is equipping the saints how to walk this. After we get excited, this is exciting. I can't help but preach this. This thrills my soul. God is so good. God is so wonderful. He's a good God. He's a faithful God. But we need to take this. We 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 all of we need to take this and be able to walk it out there. When when the car breaks down or or the job is no more or the doctor shakes his head. In those moments, we have to be able to reach back. Back and remind ourselves how God's never failed us and never forsaken us and the enemy's knocked us down more than once but we've risen up by the grace of God in ourselves we didn't think we could live another day but we stand here today with joy unspeakable we stand here today firm in the faith and the God of our yesterday is the God of today and somebody he'll do it again hallelujah hallelujah He'll do it again. He'll do it again. Glory be to God forever. Hallelujah. Number one, the performance of God in the past. Number two, they had the presence of God in the here and now. Wow. The key word, focus, or awareness, 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 recognition, recognize. As the people of God, we know God's always with us. Problem is sometimes... Our circumstances, our fears, our doubt, whatever, cause us to forget or not recognize he's with us. When you recognize someone else's presence, you act different. Let's talk about this. Jesus said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. When we face an uncharted path, a new season in life, but we'll never ever. Have to face it alone. This is a characteristic of God's people. That even in the most trying of times, we're confident in the Lord. Even in times where humanly speaking, I don't know what to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. But I know God will take care of me. I know God is with me. Therefore, I can keep smiling. Therefore, I can keep trusting. It's the people of God that have an attitude in this life of faithful confidence and expectation. We trust in the Lord and we know He'll take good care of His people. We're not a pessimist. We're not part of that group. Even in the trying of times. I read read about two pessimists that met at a party. Instead of shaking hands, they just looked at one another and shook their heads. and, and, And I said, it sounds like some believers I know. Amen. But no, God says, I want you to have a attitude that faces life with a confidence and an expectation joshua said to the people follow the ark go after the ark the ark of god symbolized the presence of god with and amongst his people he's saying you're going to walk through the jordan but god's presence will go with you and god's presence will go before you you're facing something you really didn't want to face You're dealing with something you didn't see coming. But you don't have to face it alone. You don't have to deal with it with your own wits and your own abilities. The Lord is with you. I have to recognize that. God is with me. I have to have a focus on that and an awareness of that. The focus of faith, recognizing Jesus is with me. Even when I can't feel it, He's with me. Even when I can't see Him moving and it looks like, God, what are you doing? Even then I know. He's working things together. He is a very present help in time of trouble. And nothing can separate us from His love. My circumstances can't change that. The enemy's attacks can't change that. But sometimes, here's the, here's the battle of faith, sometimes I can forget that. Like the disciples on their way over to the other side. Sometimes I can forget He is here. And He is working. You remember the story. Jesus was with them in the boat. But yet when the storm came, because He was silent, they thought maybe He was absent. Because they didn't see Him doing something, they got upset and they began to accuse Him. Lord, don't You care? Sometimes when we face things that we didn't see coming, when the unexpected hits us, maybe mentally or theologically, we know God's with us. But we must have a recognition and awareness that He's with us. That He is in control. And we are always in His wonderful care. And we walk in that. And we talk in that. And just like the Israelites, we're told to focus and follow the ark and how God would go before them and how God would work powerfully on their behalf. How He would remove the obstacles and deal with their enemies and direct their path down the perfect way that He had ordained. In the same way, let us fix our eyes upon Jesus this morning and let us recognize when our faith is being challenged that He is with us and He is for us and His love is eternal and His mercies and compassions will never fail not. And even if I don't sense Him, He's with me. And even if I can't perceive how He's working, by faith... No, my times are in his hands, and faith has the ability to recognize the presence of God is here. Sometimes it seems like he's a million miles away, but faith says, No, 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 no. The one that saved me is the one that promised me, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you. And the work I began in you, I'm going to complete that work. Blessed be his name forevermore. Jesus is. Is. our source of strength Jesus is the compass for our lives and Jesus is our friend that sticketh closer than a brother someone says even when it's hard my friend even when it's hard I think of the words of the prophet of old he said fear not for I have redeemed thee I purchase you with my blood fear not I have redeemed thee I've called you by name I know you personally I know you intimately I love you eternally. Thou art mine. I hold you. I possess you. Therefore, fear not. He says, Isaiah 43 and 2, when you pass through the waters, somebody, I don't know what you're passing through this morning. I don't know what life has handed you, but I declare that the Lord says, I will be with you. You're passing through it. It's not an easy thing, but God is with you. He won't let you go. He'll give you the gracious you need when you pass through the waters I will be with you and they won't overflow you when you walk through the fire and sometimes the trial of faith gets hot but you won't be burned and the flame won't scorch you what a God we serve who goes before us so when I face that time faith number one recognize I reach back I've got a record of what God's done How can you praise Him because God is so awesome? If you have three hours, I'll testify of how good He's been to me from my mother's womb until this moment. I could write five volumes of the mercy and grace of God, and that God is with me. That God is for me. His presence is here. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. And I'm not just saying it theologically. You know, He's with me. I'm trusting it. He's working on my behalf. He's committed to my care. He purchased me. I'm no longer my own, and that's a good thing. I'm the sheep, and He's the shepherd. I'm the Son, and He's the Father. Oh, glory be to God forever. And faith says, He's here! And even if I go through it, I never go through it alone. The one that sent me is the one that escorts me. He's not merely just watching my life and observing my life. He's entered into the battles of my life. He's escorting and chaperoning every step of my life. When you face a trial, when you're looking at something that wants to get you to turn back instead of pressing on towards God's best, when you're facing a trial that wants to steal you of your song and rob you of your peace, it somehow causes you just to give in to the frustrations. Number one, like the Israelites, remember. Remember. Number two, recognize, recognize. He is here. It's going to be all right. Go ahead and praise Him, even if you can't feel Him. It's all right. Number three. They had the promises of God for the future. He's not just a God of yesterday. He's a right now God. Can you say Amen? They have the promises of God for the future. This is the expectation of faith. If God said it, He'll do it. If God spoke it, He will bring it to pass. And this time the key word is believe. Believe. You've got to believe. God gave you a promise. Believe it. Belief means I believe in my heart, but I express it with my life. Joshua told the people in verse 5, Consecrate. Sanctify yourselves for tomorrow. For the Lord will do amazing things among you. What a promise. God says, clean up. Get things right. Get your life ready. Because I want to do something wonderful in you and through you. Sanctify yourselves. We're dig on that one next week. Next week, write it down. It's time to get sanctified. It's time to lay aside the things that are hindering our walk. It's time to lay down the things that are grieving and quenching the Spirit. Why? Because God desires to do wonderful things in our lives. God has good plans for His people. And we have to believe the promise and prepare ourselves to receive that promise. The key word here, believe. God had promised to give them the land. God had even promised in our text as we read that as you walk through those priests, if you'll just have faith in me and believe as soon as your feet touch that flooded river the river is going to part before you because I'm going before you the key word is believe God has a word for your situation believe the word embrace the word and let the word embrace you you know there are some promises in some words that you can't take you know real confidently but the word of God you can rest completely on. Again, there was a story of a man that went to the bakery, and as the cashier was ringing up his sale, he joked, Do You guarantee that these donuts are calorie free? Straight faced, the clerk responded, Absolutely no calories, sir. The man responded back jokingly, He said, You know, you know where you'll go if you keep lying like that. And the cashier just looked up and said, Yeah, probably to Congress. There are some people's words and promises you have to take with a grain of salt, but not the Lord's. Forever His Word is settled in heaven. You can stand on God's Word. You can believe God's Word. You can rest on God's Word. When you're facing a situation and it caught you off guard or you know that's the will of God for your life but there's things trying to hinder there's things trying to turn you back you can lay hold of the promises of God we go to the scripture what does God say about this we look to the word of God as we pray but father this is what you said I know the enemy says this and the situation says that but father you said you'd never leave me nor forsake me you said you're my shepherd I shall not want you said the battle is yours you said you'll supply all my needs you said you'll give me wisdom if i ask for it in faith you said you'd hold me in the palm of your hand you said you'd be a shield round about me my glory and the lifter of my head you said no weapon formed against me shall prosper when you're facing the trial not only do i remember what he did yesterday not only am i reminding myself that he's with me today but i'll stand on the word God has a word for your situation. God has a specific promise for where you're at. This walk of faith, we're not walking by explanations of life. We walk by promises of God. If God said it, He'll do it. If God spoke it, He'll bring it to pass. They obeyed the word of the Lord. You know the story. The priests took that ark on their back and they just began a walking. It was a suicide mission if God was not in the walk. It was a suicide mission if God did not come to bring His Word to pass. The river is overflowing the banks. It's certain death if you walk out in there. But as soon as their feet touched the water, the water stopped, the water saluted, the water parted, and God's people walked on through singing the victory, shouting the praises of their God. You serve a God that has no limits and He knows no boundaries. He'll heal you if you need healing. He'll provide for you if you need provision. He'll give you peace that you can run into hell singing what a wonderful Savior is Jesus my Lord. He'll do whatever He needs to do to bring you through. Trust Him. Believe Him. Walk with Him. Somebody say Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen. Sometimes there's simplicity. It's good that we can get impartations. We need that. Pentecost Sunday. Something something, you need a fresh filling. God, you need a fresh filling. You need a real good filling. That's good. But not only do I need fresh fillings, I need fresh instruction and equipment on how to walk it and how to apply it. Amen? You have that big old master chainsaw you want. You don't know how to work it. It's not going to help you cut down any trees. You can have the power, but you need both. You need both. Amen? And this is this is instruction. This is just instruction, amen. We learn things. We learn things in the military. If your weapon jams, sport pull, look, do do do. All these letters mean something, so you can stop the jam. Keep shooting. One time I, I told this story, my, my wife and her friend Karen haven't let me forget it in 20 years. Um, you know they got those commercials on TV, little safety commercials. You know when you, when, you, when there's fire in the room, what do you do? You get on fire, you stop, drop and roll. I said, well anyway. I said, you know, when you smell smoke, you stop, drop, and roll. And, and, and so they never let me forget that. Every time I a barbecue, look out, pastor, you going to stop, drop, and roll. It's not when you smell smoke. It's when you get on fire. But, but sometimes little things like this can help us in our walk. Because when you're at work or you're going through life and it hits you, you're not surrounded by another hundred saints that will pray with you and believe with you amen but if we can remember these three things these are just ways of helping ourselves in our walk with god yeah, amen how many times you know honestly your wife walks through the door the doctor don't know if the baby's going to make it you know the first thing that happens is you get numb you I mean I'm honest it just hits you you want to you know and then somewhere deep inside thank god for the holy ghost somewhere deep inside you hear that still small voice i'm here son i'm here son and then, oh, oh no. okay, yes, Lord, you are here. You're in control. You're a good God. You'll bring us through. Well, I'm starting to remember. I'm going to remember. I'm starting to remember. You see what I mean? I'm reaching back and reminding myself. No no, 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 he, he's God. He's God. No, no, he's a good God. I belong to the living God. I'm not a Jonah. Amen? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm, oh. and, well, I'm reminding myself. That helps me today. When, the, when they come down and say, sorry, we're moving the company. To They don't do that down here where I'm from in the north. They're moving the company. You've been working there 20 years. No, no, boom, they're gone. Pink slips in a week. What do you do? You remind yourself, Well Lord, you've met our needs before. Lord, when we didn't think, you came through again. You'll just give me another job somewhere else. There's no sense in losing my joy. There's no sense, God. You're, See, I'm reminding. I can remember. It helps me today. The recognition of his presence. Because theologically, we all know that God's everywhere. But like the disciples in the boat, they knew he was there, but they acted like he wasn't there. Because he was quiet. You see what I mean? And we all like, I love hearing a good prophetic word. I like a good, exciting worship. Amen? It's good to get the emotion flowing because we're emotional creatures. But a lot of times in life, there's no emotion to it. You know, you're just taking on life. And I can't feel him But faith recognizes you, Lord. You're here. I know what the doctor just said scaring me. I know what I just saw on the TV is, you know, kind of making me, but Lord, you're here. And you're good. And you're sovereign. So I'm getting, I'm, I got a peace now. Because I'm recognizing the presence of God. Isn't that true? You know, some of you ladies, you know, sometimes you, you have to drive somewhere and you don't want to drive. I won't drive that part of town. But if your son goes with you, your husband goes with you, you don't care. I'm with someone. Now I'm with someone. I'll go anywhere with him, as long as he's here. I'll, I'll go. You think I'm going there by myself? You're crazy. Oh, you going with me? All right, let's go. They got a sail. They got a sail over there. They got, oh, that's all right. Let's do it. Hey, can't mess this up. Amen. Let's go. Let's go. All right? Your, your faith. Your faith just. Your faith just grew. So you recognize the presence of someone else with you. Faith has to recognize God's with me. And lastly, it's the promise of God to believe that promise. God had told them over and over again, I'm giving you the land. God had told them specifically, when you walk through it, I'm going to part it. Still took faith to obey it. You can have a promise and still need the courage to step out on it. But whatever you're facing, the word of God has a promise for you. And so I asked myself, what's the present promise that God wants me to encourage my faith with and step out on? So we can remember these things. This will just help us in our walk. After we've forgotten about the praise and the excitement of, of the service, these things, these three thoughts, we can use, I use them constantly. I use it, Since I was a teenager, I, my mind kind of like a, like a lawyer. Anything comes up, what does the Word say? What does the Word say? My mind will start going from Genesis to Revelation. What's the Word? What's the promise? What's the principle? What's the commandment? Amen? I, that's how I work. That's how my brain works. Because I, I chose to believe God's Word. I'm going to stand on that Word. Whatever comes, what does the Word say? What does the Word say? What It is written. Jesus said, it is written. It is written. I go to the Word. Then I encourage myself with the faithfulness of God. I didn't get here on my own, that's for sure. By the grace of God. He brought me a mighty long way. Amen? And He's not done with me, thank God. When He is, then take me across the street and have some fried chicken and hallelujah. Amen? You know, <laughs> that's how we do it down here. Amen? Hallelujah. Amen. Know about our hearts. So take these thoughts with you. Put them in your arsenal so you can walk your walk of faith. And next week we're going to look back at this. We'll take it from a different direction and we'll look at the miracle of the Jordan. We'll have some different points and some different insights. Uh, We're going to um, have our final prayer and then open the altar. If if you're here today and um, if your heart's not right with the Lord, Maybe you haven't received Christ, or maybe, you know what, you're just not living like you ought to. Well, today's a great day to have a fresh start. And just to come and make a fresh altar and a fresh commitment to the Lord. It's a great day for that. Or maybe you're here and you need prayer. Maybe you're going through something. Maybe you are facing something like the Israelites did, and you would just like to come up and pray for a while. That's what the altars are for. Or maybe you'd like to stand and have people just pray with you. Maybe you're facing something this week and you can use a little prayerful encouragement from your brothers and sisters. Well, if that's you, after we get done praying, please come down. We'll worship for a while. The presence of God will be here in a special way and just come and let God touch you. Stand with me, please, as we close. Father, we love you so much. We thank you for your word and these principles of faith that help us and teach us how to live out our Christian experience how to be effective in walking this walk of faith. Because, Lord, even though we love You with all of our hearts, we face battles, we come against unforeseen things, and sometimes just reaching Your best goes through a trial. So we thank You, Lord, for principles that we can apply to help us stay in the victory. Now, Father, I pray especially today for those that may be facing a new season of life. Whether it's opposition or opportunity, whatever it is, Lord, I pray for those that are facing a new season in life. Help them, oh God, to apply this word to their hearts and to their minds and to their mouths. So they can advance in the victory that you desire of them. Father, I pray and I thank you that you know every situation that's here today. You love every person that's here today. You love them personally. You love them intimately. You love them eternally. Whatever they're going through, you have a word just for them. And I pray that even now as they look to you, you still, a small voice of the Holy Spirit, will whisper a word of comfort, a word of courage, a word of insight to your people. Let peace begin to fill the hearts as your people look to you. Let those anxieties and those fretting things begin to melt away and disperse. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. And oh God, please move powerfully at this altar. Father, in the name of Jesus, stretch forth your hand to heal. Father, in the name of Jesus, stretch forth your hand to fill afresh those that are hungry and thirsty and want a fresh drink this morning. Father, in Jesus' name, let the comfort of your spirit embrace those that are facing a trial that is really stretching their faith. They don't face it alone, and you have a grace for that trial. As they look to you, wrap that grace around them like you would a jacket or a mantle. Now, Father, we commit the remainder of this service to you. Breathe your breath of life upon us. In Jesus' name and all God's people said. Sing the song one time through. If you need prayer or you want to pray, come and let God touch your life.